I'm Mike. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And I'm Delaney. And we are the Millers. Hi, everyone. Hello. Last week, we talked about all the different categories of campers and which camper we bought ourselves. But that's just the basics, because when you buy the camper, all you get is the camper and the power cord. It's like a whole other house you have to outfit. So today we wanted to talk about a lot of the things that we have found you need or at least are nice to have for the outside and for the inside of the camper because they really are two different living spaces that you have. And it's a list that we found is the basic necessities. There's obviously things that you're going to come across that you're going to want to add to your camper. There's definitely things that we're still looking for. And it's just something, hopefully, it'll be a base to get you started out on your adventure. And we're going to go over a lot of things today. But if you don't know me personally, I love lists. There's a list for everything around here. Hey, it helps. And so I have made this as a Google Sheet list that's even a check-off sheet. So you could check off after you purchase these things. Um, that we will link in the show notes through... Through anchor.fm, and you'll also be able to find it on our Instagram at Camping Millers. So let's get started first with the outside, because that's what you have to deal with first when parking your camper at a campground is getting it set up. I think the first thing that's important to have is the block to put under your tongue jack, because without that, you may not be able to get your trailer off of your truck. Yeah, we've had that problem before, and that was actually one of the first issues that we had our very first time camping, was trying to get it hitched to the truck, because no one showed us how to do that, and it probably would have been easier if we had some more space to work with, and it could just be a really big block of wood that you buy from a Home Depot or a Lowe's. It doesn't have to be a fancy one that you get from a camping store. No, and the fancy one she's talking about kind of looks like a red Home Depot bucket. Yeah. But it's it's not a bucket. It's a much tougher plastic. And a lot of people do use them for their le- um, supports under their leveling supports on the camper as well. But just a basic thing, just... A block of wood. Mike is usually the one in charge of the outside stuff, and I take care of the inside. But when we first park at a campground and we're getting set up, all of us are involved. And the next thing that I think is really important is a set of work gloves, because you cannot believe how dirty you can get in just... 30 to 45 minutes getting set up, which is about what we have it at now. And they don't have to be the super expensive leather work gloves that you use when you're working in the yard. But you do want something that's got a little quality to it because you might pinch your finger removing your tension bars or digging in the dirt as you're trying to level out things. So you don't want to have something that's cheap that's going to fail on you right away. The next thing is, as Mike said, trying to get the camper level. Now, there are some campers that do automatic leveling for you. We do not have that, so we have to always test our level. So just buying a really small level, most of them come with a magnetic base now, which really help if it's on the back bumper, but a really small level to help you make sure that you are level front to back and side to side. And with the level, there's also smaller ones that you can actually mount to the front and the side of your camper if you wanted to go that way. Those are they're small and they're hard to read. So having just the, you know, the eight inch level on your bumper, I think really works well. Definitely works well for us. 
and we bought those small levelers and we lost them. So <laughs> we tried to use them and we never actually got to that point. To help you with that leveling, you also need to buy, uh, they look like Lego bricks. They're kind of thin, they come in packs of tens. We actually have two packs of 10 that we have found we have needed at different campgrounds. And those are gonna go underneath your wheels to help you lift one side or the other to get yourself level. And then if you have stabilizers, which we do, because people, I didn't really think about this, but when you're in the camper, it's kind of, you feel like you're on a boat where um, it has suspension and things. So you're moving a little bit when you're wa walking. You can feel like a little bit of a rocking. And so those stabilizers that come with most larger campers, those bricks, if you're not using them, for the wheels to get you level, they're really good to stick underneath the stabilizers so they don't have to be put out as far and you're not gonna get as much rocking. Now speaking of leveling the camper with the bricks, this season we made the upgrade and went with the Anderson levelers, which is um, a, sim a system that's all in one, essentially you just drive, it's the little U, drive the wheel onto it, chalk it, and it makes leveling so much easier when you can use it there there was a couple times where we couldn't use it because of the surface we were on but those definitely were a nice little upgrade to the lego blocks once you have parked the trailer you have gotten it level before you take it off the truck you need to chalk those wheels so i have that made that mistake so you don't roll away or move around so just basic wheel chocks are a necessity and make sure they're facing the right direction. Yes. I have done that as well, where I chalked the trailer, but I put the chalk on the wrong side of the wheel, and it rocked backwards a little bit when it dropped off the truck. What's nice to have that we have found also with those wheel chocks are these things called X chocks, which go not on the ground to the wheel, but in between the two wheels, and it just looks like an X, and that helps with the rocking and the movement as well. So those are more nice to have versus necessity. And it's also important when you do have those, when you hook up to leave, make sure you take them back yeah. out. Because I have done that as well and left a pair at a state park in Pennsylvania somewhere. Whoops. It happens. Uh, so now you have chalked the wheels. You have gotten the, the camper off the truck. Now you have to start setting up. And like Mike said, you get the camper, you get the electric cord, but you don't want to just plug the electric cord into the outlet at the campground. No, what I do first thing is I plug in a, our surge protector into the outlet, flip it on, and test the outlet. I don't want to be connecting to something that's got the polarity reversed or may not be working correctly. That way I have an option if I need to go down from a 50 amp to the 30 amp plug and go, or go to the office and say, we need a different site because the pedal still is not working correctly. Once I do that, make sure that it's correct. Then I'll plug in the power cord, run it to the camper, then turn the breaker back on and the camper is now running offshore power. Besides electricity, you bought the camper so that you could have water. And so you need to buy now a drinkable water hose, which is different from your average garden hose. Which I call shenanigans on 
Because we all grew up drinking water out of our garden hose when we were kids. We were fine. But times change, and now we know more about what's in the average garden hose. So don't buy a garden hose. You need to buy a water hose. And what's nice to have, not necessary, but nice, is a water filter as well. Because you don't really know everything about the water of the campground. I mean, it's city water. It's not bad for you. But we use a filter at home, so we like to have the water filter as well at the campground. Now, some campers do come with in-house water filters if you're using your freshwater tank. I'm not entirely sure if that works with the city water because we've never used our water tank on ours, so I don't know how that, that filter works. But the key is when you hook up the filter, run a little water through it, clear out all the carbon dust and nastiness that may have built up when you weren't, then connect your hose and run your hose to your camper and turn your water on. You should also make sure you have a pressure regulator so you know the pressure coming out of the faucet at the campground. You don't want to run too much pressure and blow out your water hose, and now you've got a flooded camper. To make life just a little nicer while we're at the campground, we also recommend a rug that you can get uh, the outdoor camping rugs. They kind of feel like plasticky that are woven together, but it just helps keep the amount of dirt uh, coming into the camper. We also like to be comfortable with fancy chairs that we bought. Just a basic chair is fine, but Mike and I, we upgraded to the zero, zero gravity chairs. Is that what they're called? Zero they're, gravity? Yeah, the zero gravity chairs because we like to kick our feet up yeah. and, and have a beverage when we're at the campground, and that's the best way to do it. And they're crazy comfortable. And the girls have club chairs, which are pretty comfy, cushy chairs that they enjoy. And the dogs have their own bed that they can lay on to. We didn't forget about the dogs. Although they never use it. They're always in the dirt. Well, that's because nature touches them. <laughs> the older one hates that. The younger pup loves that. Uh, we also carry a grill with us because we love cooking outside when we're camping. We try not to cook inside as much as we can. And that's for two reasons. One, we want to be outside. Two... When you're using the stove or the oven inside, you generate so much heat that the camper becomes uncomfortable sometimes, especially in the summer. If you're in a questionable climate and you've got the stove running, your air conditioner running, it's just a weird mix. So we like to do, I'd say, what, 80% of our cooking outside? And we don't have a super fancy blackstone griddle blacktop. It's just a regular propane grill that can convert to a grill to a flat top or we can just take everything off and use it as a burner don't let him fool you he bought the fancy camp chef so i don't know what he's talking about but he has quite a fancy grill that we carry around with us only because you won't let me get a green egg to go camping yeah that is not happening um so now comes to what people don't really like to talk about but when you are done with your camping experience, you now need to empty the tanks that you bought the camper for. The black tank, which is the toilet tank, and the gray tank, which is the kitchen sink, bathroom sink, and shower tank. So you need sewer hoses. And a separate pair of gloves. Yes. Because you don't want to use your setup gloves for the poo hose. Yeah, we call it the poo hose. Not everyone does, but it's the sewer hose. So you need to get a good sewer hose. What's a good length, Mike? Uh, 25 feet, maybe. That's what typically fits in your bumper. 
we carry an extra 10-foot spare because we have run into the situation where we're just not there and needed another foot or two. Uh, some pl- some campers do have a dual um, dump stations, one for the gray tank in the front and one for the black in the back or, or two. They do sell Y-splitters so you can connect everything into one hose or so you're not carrying multiple hoses. But it is good to have a, a, a decent length primary and a good secondary along with a support bracket to go underneath the hose so it doesn't sag and and dip. So a few last things for the outside that I think are just nice to have. Um, So one is we have two fluffy dogs, and so their paws pick up dirt like crazy, especially with the gravel driveways and roadways of campgrounds. And so I have just a dollar store dish pan that I keep outside that when it's wet or I, and they get a lot of muck in their paws, I dip their paws in the water from the dish pan. I do the same thing with my kids. If their feet are really dirty, we'll rinse out the water and rinse their feet in the dish pan. And it really makes a big difference on the inside. And it also helps because that's usually by the front door of your camper. So when at night you go to put your fire out, you've got a bucket of water already sitting there ready to use. Yeah, we try to reuse that. Um, With fires, it's also nice to bring fire starters. And our quick tip at the end today is going to be how to make some homemade fire starters that work great for us. One other nice thing that we've recently discovered that's nice to have is a decent set of two-way radios. So you can have one in the camper and one off with uh, the kids when they're out exploring the campground. But they're also really good to help park the camper because if you have ever seen the shirt or the pillow advertisement that says, I'm sorry for what I said while trying to park the camper, that is no joke. Many arguments have been had about how to park these things. And the walkies just kind of help with that communication. Instead of having to yell to each other, you can talk into the walkie or use the the beep noises in it to kind of alert to stop or something. But walkies have been really nice for us this past year. And like we said, this is just a basic list of things that we found are required on the outside. One thing that I found that's not camper-related when you're setting up or taking down it's more setting up at home when you're trying to get the camper on to the truck or in in your hitch hitch attached to the truck is getting a hitch carrier which is just a little it's a solid piece of steel that goes over the ball of your hitch and makes it easy to carry one-handed so you have an extra hand to maneuver lining it up to get the pin through or to carry it back into the camper I find it makes it easier. I'm not worried about it falling on my foot or trying to drop it. And my hands don't get greasy from all the stuff on the hitch. Because the hitch is much bigger than you're probably thinking of. We have weight distribution bars that help stabilize the camper as we're driving. And so this hitch is like 20, 30 pounds. Easily. Easy. And trying to carry that with just your hands, you don't want your work gloves to get greasy. That, again, is just something nice to have that we have found. So do you want to talk about the inside stuff? Yes, we can talk about the inside, which is more my domain than yours. Yeah, you control the inside. (laughs) You sound like that's a bad thing. No, you do a great job. You're the one that does the crazy yoga, trying to get the sheets (laughs) on the beds, making sure the stuff is in the right spot. I just have to ask you every time where something is. (laughs) Um, So as Mike said, a camper is basically like a second house. 
And while you don't have to get something just specific for the camper, we have found that it has made our lives much easier having a set just for the camper so we don't have to worry about making sure it's going in and out, back and forth all the time. It also makes prepping to leave much easier because you're only really loading in your clothes and your food. And your food. And then you can go. So obviously you want sheets and or blankets. I know some people just for the kids especially just use sleeping bags for them because it's really hard sometimes to get the sheets on those beds. We have an extra set of pillows for the camper so we don't have to worry about forgetting pillows. We definitely have done that before so that's why we bought pillows. Thankfully the girls had enough stuffed animals and big ones that they used them as their pillows one time. We also um, have a separate set of towels just for the camper and what we bought for the camper we liked so much that we ended up buying it for the house because we bought some quick dry towels. These are awesome. They're soft they're comfortable to use and they dry relatively quick without that mildewy, just use towel smell. And ours we got from JCPenney and they go on sale all the time, but you can find quick dry towels anywhere. We tried like microfiber type quick dry towels. Oh, those were gross. They just felt weird. So we, we use them use, for the dogs. Yeah, we use them for the dogs now. But these ones that we got from JCPenney's, they feel like regular towels. But we can tell a difference, even at home, of how quickly they dry compared to regular towels. This is going to sound weird. I know you're going to make fun of me. But I'm not a huge fan of plastic glasses. And we tried that when we were first setting up the camper. Getting solo cups or you know, getting the plastic cups from a local restaurant. I like your solution of just using mason jars. Yeah, we use mason jars because they are a much stronger glass. Now, they're not just willy-nilly in the cabinets. I have them in containers in the cabinet so they're not moving around all the time. But mason jars are great. Uh, we use the regular wide mouth mason jars. I think they're like two cup size uh, for us and then I have some of the smaller jelly jar size for the girls um, especially Delaney since she takes forever to eat and hardly drinks what we give her unless it's in her water bottle uh, we also use regular plates we have we bought a set of four Corel brand plates because those are the stronger type and they're also very lightweight so we bought a set of four came with uh, dinner plates, salad plates, bowls, and mugs. And what we realized, so there's four of us, there was a set of four. We ended up buying, uh, because they sold it, an extra plate, dinner size plate, because we needed it for grilling and bringing the meat in and out. Well, we didn't need it. We just realized that we were creating so much waste with the amount of paper plates we were going through carrying food, cooked food, inside and out. Right, we don't need any of this. But this, again, is what we have found helps make life easier in the camper. So then besides plates and uh, glasses, just utensils, um, we have a set of, I think, six forks and knives and spoons that work really well for us. And then you want 
some basic utensils for cooking, like one spatula, one rubber spatula for scraping and mixing, a small whisk, things like that. A good set of tongs. Yeah. The other thing that you want to make sure you have at least one of is a good chef's knife. And do you know where we got a chef knife that I love for the camper from Ikea? And so don't forget, if you have an Ikea near you, go check them out. Because there's another thing from Ikea I'm going to talk about. But we really have three knives that we use in the camper. We have the chef knife, we have a paring knife, and we have a bread knife. And just those three, because they're good quality... Um, they work for us well and make life easier. The other nice thing to have is a decent cutting board because you're going to do a lot of prep work in the kitchen and you don't want to be cutting on the counter. One, it's not sanitary. Two, you're going to scratch the counter. Three, you're going to ruin the good knife that you just bought. So getting a decent cutting board or two, they don't have to be the super thick ones. There are thinner, what are they, like a couple sheets of paper thick, cutting boards that you can have that don't take up a ton of space and they're super lightweight. Having sealable plastic bags like Ziploc bags and aluminum foil, we've used those a lot in the camper for snacks for the girls. We have reusable containers that we have in there as well, but sometimes you just need like a Ziploc bag. Aluminum foil is great for cooking, foil packets and the fire, which are really fun. It's also handy to have, if your grill gets dirty, you can ball up a little aluminum foil and rub your grill clean. It's very versatile. Um, Also, for cooking, make sure that you have a colander. Uh, We use one large Pyrex bowl that we can microwave in, and so that we can use for almost anything. We have one large pot for boiling water for pasta or for Uh, corn on the cob. We have one pan that we use um, for cooking eggs and things in. And then we have one large deep skillet that we bought that is really versatile with a lid that we cook like frozen pasta meals in. It's also uh, just good if you're trying to saute something. So we've really liked that. And they are the basic, you know, just Walmart branded kind of pans. We also started to carry some cast iron in there as well, which is nice, takes up some space, adds some weight, but the cast iron is nice to have if you want to cook high heat really t- relatively fast. And then you also need to remember your paper products like napkins and paper towels, and also you need toilet paper. Now, one downside of your bathroom in your camper is that you can't use your fancy toilet paper that you use at home, probably. They sell RV branded toilet paper, but we don't actually use that. Um, we use the to- any toilet paper that says septic tank safe, and that has worked out fine for us. It's nice because it septic safe means it's going to break down in the tank before you flush it. Uh, into the big tank when you're getting ready to leave. So just keep that in mind as you're looking. And also don't put anything in the toilet other than your waste and this paper. You'll damage your system and potentially damage the campground system. Uh, The other IKEA product that I love, it was only a dollar when I bought it a couple years ago, but it was a plastic tray 
that I bought, which makes life so much easier bringing things inside, outside to the camper. So getting all of our food stuff, our plates, our utensils, to be able to carry that outside on the camp, uh, from the camper to the picnic table so we can eat. That, if, if you don't want a plastic tray, it's just super light, really easy to clean, easy to store. I love my Ikea tray. You just want to go back to Ikea. I do want to go back to Ikea. But a tray is a lifesaver trying to go in and out. Another thing that you're going to want to have is a decent trash can. And if you're like us and travel with your dogs, probably want to make sure that trash can has a lid that locks. Our dogs are notoriously curious as to what is in the trash can. You need some soap, a dish soap, and a sponge to be able to wash your plates and things like that. Um, we'll talk a little bit again in a later episode about kind of water usage and things we didn't think about. But you still need the soap and the sponge to be able to clean up inside and some other cleaners. It's also good to have... A, a set of toiletries that you can easily take in and out of the camper. Like I have my travel bag that's always got a bottle of shower soap, shampoo, face um, face cream for shaving, a spare razor that I just grab off the shelf and throw in, throw in the camper. You can leave some of that stuff in there, but you want to be con- conscientious of how the heat will affect the the item sometimes they'll break down and they'll separate and they won't be usable but just something that you have maybe already kind of packed up and ready to go that you can quickly grab and and get throw in a camper we've left the girls toothbrushes like we got an extra toothbrush for them and shampoo and soap so that there's a lot less toiletries we need to worry about when trying to pack up the camper and i think the last thing that is a need that you need to make sure you have this in the camper is a good first aid kit i cannot tell you the amount of times that we have had to break out the first aid kit for different things that have happened while we've been camping probably not a bad idea to have a good first aid kit in the in the truck either because you never know what's going to happen traveling that you might not be able to get to the one you have in the camper so those again it seems like a lot it seems overwhelming but from what we have found this has really helped us be prepared on the inside and the outside of the camper so that we can have as the most enjoyable time that we can and be prepared for a lot of different situations. So we're going to end like we do um, every time with our quick tip. And this this week's quick tip is kind of fun because it's also a home craft that you might be able to involve your kids with. And it's going to sound a little weird, but it works. Next time you do your laundry, when you get everything out of the dryer and you empty that lint trap, please don't throw your lint away. It's also important to keep your used paper towel rolls when you're done with the roll. They're going to come in handy in a second. Or toilet paper tube rolls too. So um, if you have a paper towel roll, you're going to want to cut it in half. You can use just the toilet paper roll itself. Um, Then you're going to fill the toilet paper tube or the paper towel tube with that dryer lint. And you're going to roll a piece of paper around it but not too tight because you do want to make sure you're getting decent airflow through the tube once you like it. But once you're ready to start a fire, 
whichever setup you use, if you're using the log cabin setup or the triangular setup, you're gonna be able to open the piece of paper a little bit, make sure that there's airflow, that the lint, that there is airflow, um, a, a pocket in there, and you can light that. And the lint with the cloth and the cotton in it will burn longer than the piece of paper and the cardboard of the tube. I have found that it does make starting the fire significantly easier than trying to get the paper towel with the oil or some other type of starter going. I refuse to be one of those people that uses lighter fluid to get their fires going. So this little trick has come in handy for us many, many times. We even use it at home for our outdoor fire pit at home. So hopefully you'll find that useful the next time that you're camping or even as Mike said, uh, at home in your fire pit when you're getting ready for s'mores, you can get your own fire starter and that could be a good weekend project for your kids. So we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode and we thank you for listening. And if you enjoy our podcast, please feel free to rate us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. It'll help other folks find us. We will put the link for the Google Sheet so that you can take a look at a lot of the things that we talked about on Instagram at Camping Millers. So follow us there. We'll also put it in the show notes. Where where the podcast is hosted at anchor.fm. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.